Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And, you know, after the Carson Wentz trade, we really haven't gotten anything from the Eagles, just speculation if they're going to stay with Jalen Hurts or not. But it's coming to a realization that Zach Hurts will no longer be an Eagle, whether he's traded and whether he's traded or even released. And that's just telling you right there that the Eagles are they're they're looking to be to they're like in re up mode, if you know what I mean. Like they're trying to get rid of the guys who shouldn't be here anymore, but still restructuring contracts to open up space for the cap to bring it down. And also news that we heard is that Jason Kelsey is gonna come back, which is a which is a pretty big which is pretty big and that's like he's the anchor of the offensive lineman, so that's really it's a big positive for him to returning for his eleven season in the NFL. Yeah, um you know the Eagles are gonna have to restructure some guys, clear up some cap there, and, you know, obviously a pretty rough cap situation, but a lot of the league is, and um, most likely Zach Ertz is gone. Um, I think that's something that most people saw coming for quite a while, um, and if I had to guess, it's probably going to be like a mid-round pick um, that he, that we get back from him, and eh, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough for a player of Zach Ertz's caliber because, you know, when you look at him production-wise, He's just been one of the most productive tight ends in the, in the NFL for, for years and years until until this season, um, which is a really uncharacteristically bad season by him. But, uh, you know, the Eagles going into 2021, they've got some they got some big cap hit numbers. they got they got four guys making 15 or more mil um, right now, and yeah. I'm not sure if uh, they'll be able to restructure some of those guys before then. But um, as it stands, you know, right now they're, they're still in a pretty – Pretty rough salary cap situation. Yeah, most of that can be attributed to giving Carson Wentz all that money, and now they have well, like probably thirty-three million on the cap hit for training him. So they're kind of in a they're in a position where they can't really go out get any like a high-profile free agent. So be able to get free agents, not like guys like all day or. Richard Sherman, they just probably have to go for the low tier, low to mid tier, and that's sometimes that helpful. You don't sometimes always the the big name guys it's not gonna pan out. We've seen that multiple times. And you just have to be smart and who you're gonna pick and who's gonna have the team and on day one. So yeah, it's it's very interesting to see what the Eagles are gonna do in the upcoming weeks, and, you know, you have the draft coming up in over a month. Yeah, a little over a month, so you're starting to look at prospects. And, you know, there's a report on, I think it was Monday, saying that, or on the weekend, saying that Jeffrey Jeffrey Lurie wants the Eagles to build around around Jalen Hurts. And I don't know about you, but I saw that as, you know, the Eagles – they might just be saying this so other teams can believe that all oh, the Eagles are sticking with Jalen Harrison. They can go get somebody else while they, at the same time, the Eagles could just be playing everybody and end up drafting a quarterback of six picks. So the Eagles, they have all the leverage here because some teams probably want a quarterback like the Carolina Panthers. So 
I think the Eagles are doing the smart thing about that, either yeah. stick with Jalen Hurts or <laughs> put it out like they're sticking with Jalen Hurts, but drafting. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, um, them coming out and saying that. Um, I, I saw some people saying, well, you know, this this gives the Eagles leverage in trade down talks, um, and that was a big narrative um, because a lot of people were kind of like uh, Benjamin Sowak especially, he kind of got the ball rolling, I think, with a lot of people kind of coming at him because he he essentially insinuated that the Eagles only said that as a, you know, as a smokescreen to make teams not want to trade up, you know, in front of them. Um, and people are like, well, you know, that could, you know, the opposite could be true. They could be saying that because they want teams to trade up, you know, they want teams to try to, you know, move up for them. But I don't, I don't understand how you get leverage in that situation. I think the only leverage that they get um, by, you know, coming out and telling the world, hey, Jalen Hurts is our guy, we're completely out on a quarterback at one. The only leverage you get is teams think you're not going to take a quarterback, so you have more leverage in getting a quarterback. So I, I don't. I don't know why, you know, they came out and said it. I guess maybe they want to, you know, appease Jalen Hurts or, or make him try to feel a little bit better. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I think, I think if you're going to get a quarterback, if you want a quarterback, you want every team in the NFL to think you don't want one. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't want to tip your hand. And um, I, I just, I just see what leverage could be gained as far as trading back when you're saying that because that's a narrative I, I saw a little bit in. There's just really no leverage you can gain in, in trade backs because no one is going to trade up with the Eagles until the draft comes along, and there is a Justin Fields at six, or or maybe even if someone wants Trey Lance there, that's the only way that teams are going to trade up. They're gonna they're gonna have that the quarterback's gonna have to be available at six, and the Eagles are gonna have to you know accept that offer. So that's really the only way I can see them trading back. Um, and you don't get any leverage by coming out and saying, you know, Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. You don't get any leverage in those in, in that situation, you know. So um, I, I think that quarterback is still definitely um, on their mind. Um, and I, I talked to I talked to Mike Kai. Um, he me and him DM quite a bit, and uh, he was talking to me about we kind of getting into it about watching these quarterbacks, and um, he he was pretty much telling me like, hey. If anyone says they know what the Eagles are going to do, they they're lying to you because nobody knows. And coming from him, someone that that's you know he's plugged in, that that makes me think that everything is is a possibility. And I brought up, I said, do you think quarterback is a is a legit shot? And he he was kind of you know more towards the like he doesn't think it's a possibility. He didn't really say that, but he's his in his words it was um, essentially saying the Eagles are going to try to find flaws in these you know, potential franchise quarterbacks coming in. Whereas, in you know, back in 2016, they were actively trying to find that guy. Now he says that if if they, if they're, you know, if they come away loving the guy, that, you know, they'll probably take him. But they're going to try to poke holes in, you know, all of these quarterbacks coming in. Um, so, which makes me think they're probably a little bit less inclined to draft a quarterback. And I said uh, like a week or two ago on Twitter that, um, you know, if, if gun to my head, if I had to make a decision now, it's it's not quarterback. It's it's most likely going to be taking whatever skill position player is there. Um, and I don't think Jamar Chase will be there. Um, so it's probably going to be Kyle Pitts unless um, I've been watching Jalen Waddle though, man, and, and people are sleeping on Jalen Waddle. And I don't know if it's the broken ankle or because he was the wide receiver too, um, or, or you know, and what have you. I'm sorry, the um, 
he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the main guy toward down down the stretch because he wasn't available. I don't I don't know if, if that's if that's the reason people are worried about it, but I see I see Devonta Smith and I see Jalen Waddle, and I think both of those guys are wide receiver ones. And I think Jalen Waddle, he could have been the number one in, in Alabama, even if Smith wasn't there. So I think people are sleeping on that a little bit. And I, I think that this team really could use a player like uh, a player like Jalen Waddle because he's he's extremely explosive. He's an athletic freak and. Maybe that maybe that kind of takes away from having a true X because I think that's something people you know have an issue with. They don't think Jalen Rager is maybe a true X wide receiver. I don't know if Jalen Waddle is either, but um, I just I just think um, Jalen Waddle should definitely be um, one of the guys that you seriously consider at six if Jamar Chase is gone. Yeah, and the Eagles with having such a high draft pick, they have a lot of options that they can go to. They can go to quarterback, wide receiver cornerback, all those offensive, even offensive linemen, so they they can do whatever they basically want and what will fit the team and I find it interesting that the Eagles are gonna they're gonna try and poke holes into the quarterback. I think that's probably the smart thing to do. Just to see if you're if you're enamored with any of one of those guys. Trevor Trevor Lawrence He's not going to be there. He'll be the number one pick. So you're mm-hmm. not pick, picking holes into Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. So it's a like he said. It's a very nobody knows what the Eagles are going to do, and it's it's kind of scary to think about. Like usually you kind of have a read on what the Eagles are going to do. Like usually they'll come. They won't come out and say it, but they'll have people in the media. They'll plug it into them. They'll tweet out stuff and position and stuff. And now it's like we're probably gonna wait. I have to wait up all the way up until draft day to figure out what the Eagles are gonna do. And and it, that's 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 very interesting in my eyes to do that. But I'm not running the team. The Eagles are. So it's like yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, who knows who knows what they do, um, and especially with with not having like a real combine, um, it's just, it's just such a weird draft process this year. You know, with with no combine and no like in person visits or or anything like that. It's all like going to be done remotely, and I just I don't know how much stock I put into a lot of these anti-timed forties um, and stuff because. With, without seeing that, you know, in a controlled environment like like the NFL Combine, it's it's tough to put a whole lot of stock in stuff. Um, and I think you got to take some of these athletic testings with a grain of salt. So, and I think you got to take it both ways because you know if a player tests poorly athletically, you know who knows if maybe you know he had a, a an ability to train for a combine if that if those numbers aren't a little different, and maybe if a guy blows the doors off a of forty, who knows if that's not because it was hand timed instead of laser timed or you know, because it was in a different environment than than what you're used to. So I think I think scouting this year is going to be a ton a ton ton film based for for the Eagles and most teams in the league. And you know, I think if they are able to watch all the film on Justin Fields or Trey Lance, and they're able to try to poke holes in, in you know those guys' tapes, and maybe they aren't able to poke a whole lot of holes. If Justin Fields, I'm telling you, man, if Justin Fields falls, if Justin Fields falls to six. And the Eagles are in love with them. They are going to draft them. And I just, I think it's crazy that people are just completely 
disregarding this possibility because it's a possibility. You know, the Eagles, the Eagles aren't aren't going to be complacent. I don't think, and I don't think that uh, they are going to pass on a guy that they really believe is a franchise guy just because they have a Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and it's just it always comes down to who the Eagles, who they truly believe in to be the, to be the starting quarterback, and it seems like most of them are, some of them are not even. They're not, not sold on Jalen Hurts, and I don't blame them because, as we've said time and time and again, over that four-game stretch, yeah, he had some good games, but he had some very terrible games in there. And a lot of people like Chris Sims, I don't think you can take the – you can trust him to be the franchise guy. And who am I to discredit what a former NFL quarterback and a – and a guy who who follows the game and who's part of pro football talk, and I just don't think you can just you can write off the quarterback position just because of Jalen Hurts. Hell, we don't even have a we don't even have a back a backup quarterback. Like Nate Sutfeld is gonna be, he's going to be free agent, so the Eagles they have a lot of questions to answer at the quarterback position. Whether whether that's a, with the sixth pick or later in the draft or even in the upcoming free agency, which starts in a week's time. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> we're we're probably into one of those very intriguing off seasons, especially with the new coach and then trading Carson, and now just trying to figure out what the future of the Philadelphia Eagles are going to look like. And you and I hope that it's something that will eventually lead to another Super Bowl championship. And it may not. We just have to, you know, just sit there and be patient. I know for a lot of Eagles fans, that's very frustrating. They want to get news every single day. And th- I, that's not going to happen. We just have to wait for these insiders to release information. It's going to be a long time. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of some information getting released, how about the uh, the big mega deal in Dallas? Dak Prescott getting uh, getting his paper. Yeah, it's good for him. I think he does deserve that money. He's led them to two different titles. He's won a playoff game, so I just don't think he's the type of. I think you can't win. I think you can win with him, but you can't win because of him. And we've seen that over these, since he's been in the NFL. Yeah, in 2016, he he went 13 and three. He had that awesome, amazing offensive line and Zeke in the backfield. But since out in like 2017, he really didn't show that he could be a franchise quarterback. And sure, in 2018, he he did he he did show. Signs of that after they were able to trade for Amari Cooper. But in 2019, yeah, they started off 3-0, but they went 5-8 and down the stretch, and he played terrible in these big games, especially against the Eagles with the division. Basically, the division on the line, and he sunk the bat, and Cowboys fans will use the excuse of, oh, he was injured. Man, our whole fucking team was injured, and we still were able to beat the Cowboys. And then in 2020, you know, he was off to a hard start, but the team sucked. And sucked, and he ended up getting injured. So Dallas Cowboy fans are hoping that 
he's going to be here for the next few years, and he will, he has a four-year deal, so he'll be there for until, what, 2025? And they better win a Super Bowl during that time period because they put all that money into him, and they probably won't be able to get certain pieces that they wanted in free agency. They would have, they're going to have to go through the draft. They've done really well in the past few years, but you need certain key creators to help you. That's what happened with the Eagles in 2017. They're able to get trade for guys and get cheap free agents who are able to contribute. I just don't know if the Cowboys under Dak Prescott will be able to at least to win the Super Bowl because that's what that that's what this deal entails of them eventually winning the Super Bowl in these four years. And as being an Eagles fan, I hate the Cowboys, but I just don't see them winning a Super Bowl with the amount of talent there is in the NFC. Yeah. Um listen, Dak is a top ten quarterback, um, and he deserved to get paid and how much he deserved to get paid is, is up for debate. Obviously, the, the Cowboys thought he was worth $40 million per year. And I know there's a lot of talk about how, you know, the, the cap hit's not that bad. You know, they, they did this great. It's it's actually – and I don't agree with that because the cap hit's good in 2021. Yeah, he's, he's only 22.2 mil in 2021. But by the third year of that deal, you're paying Dak $44 million of your cap. And that is in year 2023. That's that's not very far away. And even even looking at 20 the you know 2022 season, looking at their cap situation with just Zeke and Dak alone, you're looking at 50 million dollars you're spending on two players, and that's a significant portion of your of your cap space. And the cap will probably not be much more than 200 million dollars in 2022. Um, Maybe 220 mil. I don't know, but you're looking at about a quarter of your cap being used on two players, and it's not like they have a bunch of other, you know, cheap players. You know, you got Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Leo Collins, Jalen Smith are all on big deals. So I don't know how the hell they're going to make it all work um, after this season. So that's why I think their window for a Super Bowl is really only one year. I think it's 2021 because. When you look at their roster now, I mean, they're you're not going to be able to resign a Michael Gallup. You know, you're not going to be able to to keep some of the young guys that have produced for you cheaply. Even like you know some of the the back end guys, it's going to be tough for them to to keep a core of players. Um, to keep a core of players, especially when you're paying Dak and just Dak and Zeke that much money. And I mean, like I said, it, it was worth the money. I mean, it, he was worth you know, getting a, a big deal, but I just don't think that contract's very good. It's essentially a three-year, $126 million deal. They can get out of it. They can get out of it after three years and save, like, 20-some-odd million. Um, but if they don't, his cap, his, his biggest cap hit on this contract is $47 million. And <laughs> it's $47 million to pay someone in, in the next three to four years. And I know you can finagle the money down the line, but... I just I just look at this team and I don't know how I don't know how they're gonna be able to to keep all the talent that they've had and keep that offensive line and keep Zeke and keep all these wide receivers and keep a Demarcus Lawrence and keep the Jalen Smith. I just don't see it happening and we've we've seen Dak struggle when he's been asked to carry the load, especially in twenty seventeen when, when he didn't have Zeke or, you know, into twenty eighteen whenever he had poor wide receivers until the Amari Cooper trade. You saw that that stretch of games from 2017 to 2018 
you know, a solid 20-some-odd games where, where Dak was not good. And I just think when you when you look at ability to carry a team, you have to be absolutely certain that that quarterback is going to be able to, to make up for deficiencies along the way. Because whenever you give a quarterback that money, you're you are you are acknowledging the fact that you're not going to be able to pay a bunch of other guys. You know, whenever you got as much as you got sunk into Dak, and I know the Eagles, you know, they gave away a, a, a really big deal as well. But I think whenever you compare the two deals, especially when they were compared at the time, it's it's. I think the Eagles got a, a lot better deal um, if Carson Wentz were to have worked out. Obviously. With him, you know, not working out the deal, the deal obviously didn't work out. But I just think looking at the deals as they are, I think the Eagles got a much better deal with, with the wins um, contract. So I just I just think the Cowboys are going to have some, some real tough times after this season keeping that core players together. And we'll see if Dak can, can carry a, a poor a poor uh, supporting cast because I'm not sure I'm not sure how much longer Zeke's going to be there at that at that price tag or you know Tyron Smith with with him getting older and, and getting injured. And I just, I don't know, man. I think it, it's, I think there's positives and negatives to this, to this deal. And I think Cowboys fans are running around, you know, screaming that they won. This is the greatest thing ever. And it might be, but you got a, you got a pretty short window. And if you aren't able to, to get Super Bowl wins in that window, it's, you're going to look pretty stupid. So. Yeah. And also, it comes down to the coach, and honestly, do you believe that Mike McCarthy can lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? And I don't, I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, he was able to win the win a Super Bowl without Rodgers as his quarterback. He hasn't. Mike McCarthy hasn't done anything since 20, 2010, over a decade ago, and the. Cowboys would have a better Super Bowl opportunity if they had somebody like Sean Payton as their head coach or somebody somebody else. Like I just don't see how they're gonna, they're just not that good of a team. Yeah, they have all these big name talents, but what is that? They've only had one what one playoff victory in Dak's time in Dallas. Yeah, they're they're one and two, um, and they missed they missed the playoffs more under Dak's, um, under the Dak regime than they made it. And you can make the excuse, obviously, he didn't play 2020, but you look 2017, 2019, 2020, three out of five years under Dak, they missed the playoffs. And I just think it's funny that Cowboys fans, you know, the first couple years that Dak was in the league, it was all about quarterback wins. It was all, you know, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson, and, and Dak Prescott are like, you know, the only people with 40 wins. Or, you know, I don't know. There's, there's always those uh, graphics going around about – you know, there's only like the three, these three quarterbacks that have an X amount of wins since 2016. And once Dak has stopped winning and start, started producing, you know, high-level stats, then that narrative's kind of flipped. And I'm not, I'm not a huge quarterback wins guy because, I mean, it got used against wins a lot too, and I thought it was kind of silly because it, it lacks all context of the game. But I think some pretty good context whenever you look at Dak and, and QB wins is – how he performs against playoff caliber teams. And if you look at 2019, he, in seven games against playoff teams, he went one in six. And um, one, the, one of the wins was against the, the Eagles, who were not a great team, as we all know, in 2019. And in those seven games, he threw eight touchdowns to eight interceptions and fumbled a couple times at least. And, I mean, those are really important games. And if you're not winning those games and your quarterback is – I mean, and your, your – 
producing very, you know, not at a very high rate, and you are one of the main reasons why you're losing those games, then I think quarterback wins can 100% be used against you. And, and that's something I, I go back to a lot when I look at Dak. And I think he's a, a really talented player and a top 10 caliber quarterback, but I just don't know if he has what it takes to win the NFL. I don't know if he has what it takes to, to carry a team around him. And it just seems like when he's asked, when the chips are down, he doesn't, he doesn't come up big. He, he struggles against, he struggles against good teams. And that doesn't mean that, you know, and there's an argument, well, like people say, well, he's, you know, every quarterback plays bad against bad teams. I mean, every quarterback plays bad against good teams and that's why they're good teams. But I disagree because that just because you're playing a good team, that doesn't mean you're playing a good defense. I mean, you could be playing a team that has a, a great offense and they have a good record, but a shitty defense and you still shit the bed. So I just think whenever you look at Dak and what he's been able to do against winning teams, what he's been able to do um, just individually, it's not been impressive to me. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on that. And with that note, we'll leave it right there, and we'll get to you guys next week. Bye, we'll fly.